It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 4-1. Vegas 15-5-4, 34 points on the year. Tops in the National Hockey League, tops in the Pacific Division, Western Conference. This was a game for first place, and the Vegas Golden Knights have one of their best efforts all season long to help us break this one down. We go back up to the radio booth in Vancouver, bring up, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? I, you know, you look at this one, and it was another kind of tweak to the lineup configuration for Bruce Cassidy, and this one paid immediate dividends. I think that's right. And you think about, you know, one guy or two guys and how it might affect them, but naturally when you change lines, it to some degree affects everybody. And I think that some of the guys who um, have not been as productive of late, even if they didn't produce, still played well. I, th I thought Paul Cotter had a good game. I yeah. thought Chandler Stevenson had a good game, even though they did not score big goals, et cetera, et cetera. I think they both had a significant impact in the game. Ivan Barbashev obviously stands out because of the two points in the first period playing with Jack Eichel plus Mark Stone. And, you know, Mike Amadio just quietly continues to produce no matter who he's playing with. <laughs> and uh, Ben, you know, we talked with Ben Hutton on the pregame show today. Ben scored that goal last time out. He's got 23 career goals in just shy of 500 NHL games. He could have had a couple of goals tonight. <laughs> so maybe that's playing with Alex Petrangelo. Hagen, White Cloud look comfortable together. And, uh, again, maybe it's one game. Maybe that this configuration works well against this opponent. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wouldn't necessarily have worked well against Calgary, a different type of team. I don't know. But for whatever reason, yes, this configuration did the job. It was one of the more impressive showings uh, start to finish throughout the game. And through it all, you know, we have talked about Ryan in critiquing the Knights' lack of goal scoring of late. Mm. No matter how many goals they've scored, they have limited opposing teams' scoring chances on the whole. And as I mentioned, you know, this is the lowest shots on goal total for Vancouver at home this year. We know they have the number one offense in the league at almost four goals per game, and the Knights held them to one. And there weren't a, a ton of incredible chances for Vancouver today either. And that's like that kind of underpins why this stretch had been so frustrating at times for the Golden Knights because their their overall game on the whole has been fine. It's just. You know, you get a couple of bounces here and there in, in a few of those games on the road, on that five-game road trip, and you're looking at a completely different feel for that stretch. So, you know, tonight you, you look at it and you got to make your own luck, and I feel like the Golden Knights did a really good job of doing that, getting to the front of the net, getting to the hard areas. There seemed like a real commitment from Vegas to, to, to want to commit to scoring those goals inside around the net. And it's not just the results of getting to those areas, the production that comes with it. Mm. It's putting an opponent on its heels. Yeah. Now, the Canucks are an offensive-minded team, as we know. They are a younger team, relatively speaking. And when you can really push the envelope and let them know that every puck recovery is going to be earned, every zone entry is going to be earned, the Knights will meet any breakout with resistance, every forecheck will be aggressive. Those things, you know, you know, build and build. And because the top end players get as many minutes as they do, it seems less likely that they're in tune for uh, a late rally, a late pushback 
because the Knights are bigger and more physical top to bottom throughout the lineup and throughout the game. So, yeah, you, you get to the blue ice, you get, you know, tip goals, you get rebound goals. Today they won the special teams battle, which is something that was talked about on the pregame show with um, both Ben Hutton and with Bruce Cassidy on our broadcast. Uh, the, the Knights scored a power play goal, didn't give up any power play goals to one of the best power plays in the league so far. All of those things together, um, you know, it's not just the, the results, you know, the immediate direct results. You know, there, it's a, it's a buildup of all of these things to assert the Golden Knights, the, uh, the domination that ends up coming from it um, as uh, just shift after shift, the depth proved itself here today. You know, Jack Eichel, 500th career NHL game, given where, you know, things were with Jack, his health, uh, just, just a short little while ago before coming here to the Vegas Golden Knights in a trade. Obviously, he's got a three-point night, big night for him personally, but, you know, this is uh, one of those things where you, you hit a milestone in, in your career and you're just glad to see it happen for Jack because there were questions as to whether or not he'd get here. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy was asked about that before the game today and you know, pointed to the likelihood, given that he is now healthy, of playing <laughs> at least 500 more. Yeah. So long as uh, that health continues and the production is there and the teammates are happy for him. They know what he has gone through. They know what he has meant to this organization in the uh, brief time that he has been here. It was also his 50th Golden Knights goal today. Mm. Uh, that uh, three-point performance is what got the Knights on solid footing earlier today. So it's not just the numbers. It's the impact on this specific game, a battle for number one in the division and, frankly, number one in the league. Uh, had Vancouver leapfrog the Golden Knights in the standings. It's a big moment for Jack. I was interested in how he kind of downplayed it a little bit, mm -hmm. and I wonder if, if that's just him trying to not become nostalgic when he's got a game to worry about. <laughs> a lot of times guys will play along with those numbers and you know just be thankful for where they are, but you know, Jack was more interested in the result of this contest today and not so much allowing the spotlight to be on himself just because he was hitting uh, that particular number is in your time around jack is there anything that stands out to you that you know before you got to know him a little bit better before he came here to vegas that, that maybe you never would have thought about when you when you think about jack eichel there are a handful of athletes with whom i have regularly dealt <laughs> who carry themselves as leaders among leaders. Mm. Um, and I think you, I've mentioned this a couple times before, uh, Evan Longoria of the Arizona Diamondbacks have known each other since we were about 20. <laughs> and um, I remember meeting him and he was a leader among leaders. And look what he's done with his major league career. Got to see each other in Los Angeles when the Diamondbacks were playing the Dodgers. And uh, when I think of Jack, uh, and his leadership qualities, the star power, if you want to call it that, um, he reminded me of, of uh, Evan Longoria in, mm -hmm. in that respect. And that's a different sport. It's a different era. Jack's a lot younger uh, than Evan uh, by, geez, about 12 years younger, I think. And, uh, but, that, but there's just a certain quality of some people. There are stars of, among stars and how they carry themselves uh, when they have been the best player on their team their entire lives. Um, and they have to live up to those expectations and then perhaps uh, additional adversity and mm -hmm. overcome them. 
And um, I, I've just been so impressed with Jack. I mean, you, you know the kind of person that he is yeah. uh, and his well-roundedness, too. I love that he loves classic rock. <laughs> but, but that, uh, you know, he has, in a short order, become a centerpiece of this organization and, and done everything that you would have hoped for. All right, great stuff, as always, tonight on the call. Dan, enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Saturday. Very good. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 15-5-4, 34 points on the year for the Golden Knights. Next in action, Saturday, 7 o'clock against the Washington Capitals. Back home for a couple, the Vegas Golden Knights are, and that is good because the Golden Knights have been very, very good at home. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. We're on the rink, or... Uh, our guys were in a good place. I think we really needed a day off yesterday. Uh, this is our ninth game in nine different cities here in a, a stretch, and um, we're not getting a break. We're going home and playing Saturday again. So we haven't had a lot of space between games, so um, the rest was good, good energy this morning. I think our guys, you know, we had to talk a bit about, you know, when you win, everyone's asking you about how you're managing the workload, how you're managing this, how you're managing that. It's like, you know what, we're hockey players, guys. Let's just get to playing hockey, and we'll take our days off when we need them, but let's, you know, let's be Vegas Golden Knights and play our game. And I think they responded well to that because we're always talking, like going to Edmonton, right? It's the, oh, the playoff series last year, and I think we're, for, you know, you're trying to balance what we accomplished last year with just being in the moment this year, and I thought we did a really good job with that today and getting back to basics and some of our pre-scout is a little more to do with us than Vancouver and just get to our game and I thought we did that really well it was probably one of our best games of the year and listen you can always argue back and forth which one was but I thought overall the way we checked uh, kept Vancouver's top players made them really work to get space that converted our chances special teams were good we just had no weaknesses tonight and so as a coach those are the games you love Jack Eichel, you talked about 500th game this morning, and he leads the way for you tonight with a goal and two assists to set the tone early for you. I guess no surprise. Yeah, no, he was good. Um, again, we shuffled the lines a little bit. Um, he's back with Barbie. He's played with a lot. Marsh is down, moves Stone there. He was very good. I thought Stevie responded with a great game for us, too, Stevenson, with, with Howden and Amadio. And that's how we like our four centers. We'd move Stevie out of there, but we really... You know, we're at our best when those guys are all playing in the middle of McQuaid and Carly. So, but Jack was good um, on top of pucks, hanging on to pucks, challenging their D at the blue line. Uh, good defensively. Um, he's, he's a big part of our kill now this year. It's something we didn't use a lot with him. And against a team like tonight, you need that early on, not to give momentum. If, if we don't kill penalties early, we took enough of them that we could have got ourselves in trouble. And he was part of that too. 44 shots or 45. Shots, but a lot of quality as well. It felt like, like I thought so. Laterals. I thought so. We, like we've made a concerted effort to get more pucks than net. It happened in Edmonton the other night. If you've seen us lately, we had a real scoring drought for a while there, and I think we were turning down opportunities to get greasy goals. So in Edmonton, we got three from going to the top of the crease. So we're trying to balance that rush game, puck possession, ozone game with getting to the net. So I like where it is now a little better. We're, we're, we are getting more volume. Uh, we're not shooting just to shoot. We're shooting when people are there. So. Um, it's the chicken of the egg, right? A little bit of, you tell people to go to the net, but if the puck doesn't arrive, or do you start shooting so they have to go to the net to get right? And, and I think we're getting it a little better than maybe we were a little while ago. Uh, Aiden Hill, not out for the third period. Uh, lower body injury, there was, uh, uh, our trainers recommended that um, we use precaution. 
guess is the easiest way to put it. Um, and Logan had played, uh, you know, in Calgary, had a good good workout this morning on the ice. So going in cold is never easy, especially when you give up a chance that we did right away. But he did a good job for us. Um, so that was a decision on Aiden. And we'll know more when we get back to Vegas, you know, what's going on there. But hopefully it's nothing serious. With the uh, end of this long stretch, how much of a priority was it to balance Sorry. out your five-on-five -five ice time for your defenseman? It seemed like it was pretty even uh, across We try to do that every night. We're, we're on an 82-game schedule here, Mish plan, and we'd like to plan on another 20-some games after, right? That's, you know, I think a lot of teams would like to do that, but we're certainly planning for that, so we've got to be careful. Petro's the one guy that gets up because he plays in both special teams. Right? With Theo being out, he's now moved to the number one power play. So he's the one guy we got to keep an eye on. The other guys we typically can get uh, in a good range between 18 and, and 22. Um, but he's the one guy that sometimes can, 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 can get up there. But that's always our plan. <clears throat> you guys have been getting the best from everyone as defending champs all year. But was there anything extra? You said it's more your game than their game. But yeah, you know what? Because of where they were. Talk can probably speak to whether he liked his team's game tonight or not. I thought... From our perspective, their top guys were having to work hard to get through us, and you could see a little frustration starting. We did a good job angling Hughes and not allowing him to jump and give and go and jump into the play, and he had to really work to get a shot through from the blue line. We know that he's dangerous there. You know, Peterson and and, um, and Miller giving them space and odd man rushes. So, I mean, that's the part I like. I can't speak to It's the first, ask me again after we see him two or three times um, where I think they're at. And even then, you know what, it's never really my place to comment on, on that stuff. Uh, I know that they're a, a good hockey team and they're playing better this year. I've seen it. I've watched it. I'm a hockey fan. And we pre-scout. Uh, where they were tonight with their game, like I said, he, I, I can't really answer that. More, more in the sense of your guys being up for the fact that... I think, well, teams. we talked about it because this morning that teams are excited to play us, and now you got Vancouver. We don't talk about first place ever, anything like that. We just talk about the opponent and what it means. So I think our guys knew that, hey, this is a it's, you know, this could be a team we're chasing, or they're chasing us, and it's a battle all year to, to be in the top spot. So let's put our best foot forward. Yes, we definitely talked about that. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Vancouver Canucks. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, <coughs> you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Bill Foley will jo join co-authors Gary Lawless and Gordon Weigers for a signing of It Hurts to Win this Saturday at City National Arena from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. prior to the team's morning skate. Bring your copy or buy it that day at the Arsenal and get it signed by the owner. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 4-1. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights, as we mentioned in the pregame. No Alec Martinez. Hopefully get a, an updated timeline on Martinez, who was listed as day-to-day -day, uh, just about last week. And then Shea Theodore undergoes successful surgery for his upper body injury out week-to-week. -week. So we'll see where the horizon is for Shea Theodore. And then obviously coming out of this game tonight, the, the bigger news is Aiden Hill, who was perfect through two periods. 
faced 16 shots, got all 16 saves, was another one of those classic Aiden Hill performances, did not come out to play the third period for the Vegas Golden Knights, as Bruce Cassidy just mentioned, and as it was mentioned over the course of the third period, Aiden Hill was out for a precautionary reason, and it was lower body intensive. So um, not necessarily a lot of information there. Um, you know, as, as Dan and Gary kind of mentioned during uh, during the broadcast that, that Aiden was still in gear and would have served as backup or could have served as backup for the Golden Knights. So that's something uh, that you look at as, as maybe a positive, but, you know, there'll be an evaluation and we'll see if there's anything on the Aiden Hill front, if, if he's going to be out or miss any time for the Golden Knights moving forward. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We'll go back to the first period and the Golden Knights opened the game with plenty of jump and found the first goal as Ivan Barbashev hammered in a rebound. In the left circle, a handoff, feed to the right, Korzak centers, big stop, rebound, Korzak to Stone, now misses Eichel, side of the goal, another centering pass, they finally score! Ivan Barbashev, after several glorious chances in the blue ice, the Demko save was not enough, and Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. Ivan Barbashev's fifth goal of the year from Jack Eichel and Mark Stone, 4.46 of the first period made it one to nothing Vegas, and they would extend the lead later in the period as Barbashev set up Jack Eichel this time for his ninth goal of the year. Stone breaks into the slot for Haig right down the middle. Barbashev, and on the left side, Eichel scores! Two nothing Golden Knights. Barbashev to Eichel. Vegas leads two nothing with 3.42 to go in the first period. Jack Eichel from Ivan Barbashev and Nick Haig, 16-18 of the first period, makes it 2 to nothing Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 2-0 lead into the second period, and midway through the second, the Golden Knights would get a look on the power play, and William Carlson beat Thatcher Demko with a wicked wrist shot. Walking the blue, passes over to the right-wing side, Jack Eichel. Two points today for Jack. Into the circle, Carlson from the dot, scores! William Carlson! From the right circle, the quick wrister makes it 3-0 Golden Knights. Power play goal with 8.33 to go in the second period. 11th goal of the year for William Carlson from Jack Eichel and Alex Petrangelo. 11-27 of the second period makes it 3-0 Vegas, a power play goal. And the Golden Knights would take that 3-0 lead into the third period. As we mentioned, Aiden Hill, who started the game, did not come out for the third period. Logan Thompson into the game for the Golden Knights, but Vegas wasted little time in the third as they added one more to their lead. Brett Howden goes to the dirty area, and he scores a goal. Point shot from the right. It is tipped home by a cross-cutting Brett Howden. Just as the Knights won the faceoff and got the puck to the point, Brett Howden is being forced to leave the celebration line by his teammates <laughs> sheepishly in the celebration. Everyone patted him on the chest. It's Brett Howden's goal, and the Knights lead 4-0. From Alex Petrangelo and Michael Amadio, 16 seconds into the third period made it 4 to nothing Vegas. But four minutes later, the Canucks spoiled the shutout as Andre Kuzmenko wired home a one-timer. Knocked out of the air, trickles into the zone, late developing two-on-one, and front score! Kuzmenko and Vancouver gets on the board. Four minutes into the third period. Andre Kuzmenko's fourth of the year from JT Miller and Brock Besser, 4-0-1 of the third period. Made it 4-1 to one at Vegas, and later on in the period, Logan Thompson into the game in the third, makes a big save. Now the Knights give it away in their own zone. A shot 
Stopped by Thompson, raising the blocker with his left arm. Stevenson plays it off the far glass. So from that save, the Golden Knights shut things down on the Vancouver Canucks. Just six shots on goal in the third period, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Amadio finds Hague in the slot. He'll work it away from former teammate Teddy Bluger. McWatt from the bench sticks it into the zone. The final seconds run off, and the battle for first place here in game 24, won by the Knights. Final score, Golden Knights 4, Canucks 1. There you have it, 4-1 to one the final. The Golden Knights dispatch the Vancouver Canucks. Pretty, uh, pretty, pr pretty dominant performance there from the Golden Knights. I, it really was. I, I don't think that Vancouver was particularly close in this one. It was uh, one of those performances from the Golden Knights that makes you remember just how good this team can be when they can roll four lines over and when they are getting contributions from up and down the lineup. When that happens, this team... They are dangerous, and uh, it's just a, another reminder. I think this was a, a statement game from the Golden Knights, utilizing it as uh, a way to let the, the, the National Hockey League know that they might have gone through a stretch where they weren't scoring goals, but they are still defending Stanley Cup champions for a reason. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 4-1. to one. It was a battle for first place. The Vegas Golden Knights, as we mentioned, 15-5-4, 34 points on the year. The Vancouver Canucks, 15-8-1, 31 points on the year. The Golden Knights, most points in the National Hockey League, 34 one ahead of the Boston Bruins. You got Boston with 33. You got Vancouver with 31. Colorado with 31. So for the Golden Knights, I, I mean, they've gone through a tough stretch here, and they've weathered the storm. As Bruce Cassidy mentioned, it's their ninth game in a ninth different city. Like generally speaking, when you go on like a nine-game stretch after a five-game road trip, you usually have at least a couple at home didn't happen it was a it was a stopover in vegas for the golden knights and then right back onto the road um it, it was a tough stretch and you know when you when you think about it in this in this light like the golden knights didn't give up much in spite of the fact that they were losing games because they couldn't score but it wasn't a situation where they were getting blown out of the water in any of these games that never happened the golden knights were right in the middle of it so even in those stretches where they're not able to find the offense they're always in a game and there are not a lot there are not a lot of teams that are going to be able to say that now all that to say when you look at the golden knights overall through the first 24 games of the year they've got points in 19 of 24 games which is why last week I was pretty fired up about some of the reaction to the Golden Knights dropping the game to Arizona, dropping that game to Calgary. It's all going to be okay. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. I mean, for the Golden Knights, they were just better in every single area of the game tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. They skated better. They checked better. They finished better. Like, every aspect that you want to see a team excel – the Golden Knights excelled. I thought Bruce Cassidy said it best. It was the best game of the year, and it was. 
and there was no weakness in the Golden Knights game. Not one. Not any point of the game. They, their attention to detail in the offensive zone was fantastic. Their willingness to get to the front of the net was where it needed to be. And then their ability to kill plays in the neutral zone with their legs and their checking ability, it, it was second to none. They broke out of their own zone pretty cleanly. They didn't spend a ton of time in the, in the defensive zone either. Top to bottom, it was the best game of the year for the Golden Knights. So now you get to roll that into a quick two-game homestand. you got the Washington Capitals on Saturday. And then you follow that up with the St. Louis Blues on Monday. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks. Vegas now first place in the Pacific Division. First place in the Western Conference. First place in the National Hockey League. It's been a good start to the year for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Bruce Cassidy said it was likely their best game of the year. I'd agree with that. There were no weaknesses in the game for the Golden Knights. I'd agree with that. And that there's a balance, a balancing act for the Golden Knights when it comes to this season. It's balancing what you did last year in winning the Stanley Cup and being in the moment and understanding individual importance of games. That's not an easy thing to do. Whenever you've had success in your life, it's hard not to think back. It's hard not to reminisce on what you've accomplished. And it's also hard when the stakes aren't that high to buy in completely, to to exist in that moment wholly. And so when Bruce said that, I think that that was a great assessment of where his team is at right now. But I also think that it's important to understand that as fans, there's a, 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 a level that you have to get to in the playoffs. There's a level that you have to get to to win the playoffs every successive round and sometimes when you go through a tough stretch and you're not scoring and you're not able to find your game all it takes is one all it takes is one game to be hyper motivated about all it takes is one game to want to buy into everything that you know you can do successfully and the golden knights did that tonight and i think they got their swagger back 702-876-1340 that's the number let's go out to the phone lines bring in mike hey mike how you doing very, very, very good. Uh, the old saying, Stella got her groove. They, she, they did indeed get their groove back today. Uh, it was uh, was nice to see. It was nice to hear. I think Gary 
put it best. He, he said uh, on the postgame show, he said uh, Rick Tockett is going to play that video back for the players tomorrow and say, guys, this is where we want to be. This is what we want to become. And I think that has a lot of bearing on how we are right now, doesn't it? Well, I think it it's the measuring stick, right? Like the Golden Knights are that. And in a game where I think the Golden Knights wanted to send a message to an upstart team that they might see in the playoffs that, you know, you're playing well, but you're not on our level right now. You're not you're not a, in the in the same stratosphere as we are when we're on our game. I think it was important for that and that alone. And I think the Golden Knights wanted to send that message to the Vancouver Canucks, and they wanted to remind everybody that even though they've had some some scoring issues, like they're still a force to be reckoned with when they're on their game. Yeah, and the human side. You know, people don't think a lot about the human side of things because the players are so very humble when they do interviews. It's really hard to read between the lines sometimes. But when Barbashev talked about his father and mother coming to Dad's Day and the yeah. first time it's ever happened to him in his life, that was pretty moving for me. Yeah, I, I think that for, for Ivan, like, and I, I'm with you there, but I think the... The most telling thing from a human perspective, outside of you know getting to, to share the, the the dad's trip with his with his dad upcoming, um, was how relieved he is to be going home for a couple of days, right? Like that's another, but that's another thing that that often is lost in, in all of this, right? Like you start to think about games as as single units, as as the most important thing in the world, but the fact of the matter is like. It takes a lot of travel to get to and from these games. And when Bruce kind of mentioned that it's nine games in nine different cities, it hits a little bit different, doesn't it? Oh, it's tremendously different. It's not a schedule that we could, that anyone, I don't care who it is, could maintain over the course of, uh, well, obviously, you play 41 at home and 41 on the road. So it it was the toughest month of the year. I don't see anyone being tougher than that. The other thing, too, I'll float this trial balloon one time today and uh, maybe later on in the season. In your memory, has a Vizna Trophy finalist ever played only half of the games for his team? Um, I think probably the closest you got was last year with, with uh, Linus Olmark. Yeah, Boston. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a really... in Boston, maybe. Yeah, and that's a really interesting thought, but I, I think assuming... You know, Aiden's good to go, and he's not going to miss any time. I think that you're looking at, you know, a 55-45 split or a 60-40 split, and that's kind of the direction the league is going right now. I think you're going to start to see a lot of goaltenders win with that kind of the split. Yeah, maybe you will. I don't know. All I know is I don't want to play any more mediocre teams. These these teams that are barely over 500 or right at, mm-hmm. we just don't do well against them. Well, I think, again, it, it, it comes down to – mindset individual games and thanks mike for the call um you know we just talked about it right it's hard to balance what you've uh, what you've done what you've accomplished in the past knowing what it takes to get back to that level and playing games that in the regular season just aren't at that same level it's hard it's not an easy thing to do to play at the highest highest level of your sport and then three and a half four or five six months later the the you turn the dial all the way down. It's not an easy place to be, but the Golden Knights, I think through the first 24 games, have handled it pretty well. 
to the tune of 34 points in, in, in tops in the league. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Uh, very relieved, and the, the optimism is, is back. <laughs> it's, amazing what, it's amazing what happens when you score in the first period and you score first and, what, and how things just fall into the right place. Did, did the optimism leave you? I was getting well as a as a passionate fan. Yeah, I was getting frustrated because I was really I was taking a lot of observations. The last night, including tonight, the last nine games, we scored in the first period only three times. Yeah, and I think tonight was the only time we scored more than one goal in the first period. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, we win. And that's and having to chase games, you know, it, it was frustrating because they weren't against like the behemoths of the NHL. And tonight, I would categorize tonight as like the third litmus test of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avalanche game, pass the test, put them in their place. The, I would consider the, the rematch road game against Dallas was another one because mm-hmm. they were probably really annoyed, and we put them in their place and got yeah. another two points. And then tonight, with Vancouver, they're riding high. They're, they're a much-improved team. We put them in their place, in their building, and we gave them, and they had nothing to to be happy about. We controlled the game, and unlike the Calgary game where we could have, you know, extended the lead, we get that power play goal in the second period, and then we start off the third period with the fourth goal and put them away, and it was just such a complete game. Bounces too, right? Like. You know, you look at you look at the goal for Jack Eichel. Like, how many times does that puck go off of Nick Hague's skate and back into the neutral zone? It goes right to Ivan Barbashev, who puts it on a on a tee for Jack Eichel. Like, sometimes bounces are, are going to work in your favor. Sometimes they're going to go against you. And tonight, I thought the Golden Knights worked really hard for the bounces that they got. They they earned everything they got, and the performance was it was just so easy to tell how how well they played, and they deserved everything they got. And to put a team away like that and to just control every aspect and not give an inch. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they scored that first goal of uh, Vancouver, it didn't even feel like much of a threat because Vegas didn't give up anything after that. It was, it was a, it was a great performance. Every time they've had a big, perf- you know, had a big game, you know, it, it's a regular season, but uh, like a big litmus test type of game, they passed the test. Yep. So let's just keep that consistency. All right. Good stuff there, Sal. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 702-876-1340, that's the number if you'd like to join us here. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm pretty, feeling pretty fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So as soon as soon as Barbashev scored that goal, like I had no doubt we were going to win this game. <laughs> that was, I mean, I tweeted it too. That was exactly the goal that this team needed. They mm-hmm. were at the net, and they were just banging away throwing pucks on Demko until it went in. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and that was another thing that we were talking about throughout the, the I, don't, like, I don't even know if drought's the right word, but uh, the inability to, to score consistently, it was lack of second, third, fourth mm-hmm. opportunities. And that goal is, is everything that you've wanted to see over the last four or five games on display for the Golden Knights. And... You know, what makes it even better is that it was a goal scored against Thatcher Demko from San Diego. Yeah. Because we've traditionally had, not traditionally, I don't know if that's the right word, 
um, had issues scoring against him. Like, he's just kind of a goalie that's had the nice number a lot and, like, four goals on him. Amazing. Yeah, you'll take that all day long. Uh, was there was there a, a tweak to the lineup or a line combination that you saw tonight that you really liked? Uh, I don't know. I was having a hard time keeping track of who was on which line with who. Yeah. Um, like, I, I get set in my ways, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's changed. So I was I was just happy we were scoring. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Thanks so much for the call, Stephanie. As, as Bruce Cassidy mentioned, he, he kind of shouted out Chandler Stevenson, the, the Howden-Stevenson-Amadio line. I, I thought that they were really good. Not so much in terms of, like, what you see on the score sheet, but rolling four lines over, that's what this team is built to do, and they were able to do that tonight. Uh, I, I love the, the idea of Stone, Barbashev, and Eichel. Uh, not sure how long of a runway you've got there or how much you want to like maybe get Jonathan Marshall so back into the fold with Eichel and Barbashev, but there's uh, there's some range there and, and some different looks for Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights, and I think it keeps things a bit fresh, and you saw that enthusiasm in the game tonight for the Golden Knights. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Oh, hey, can you hey. hear me? Yeah, I got you, buddy. All right. Um I didn't get to hear any of the previous callers, so if I double back on anything, uh, we can kind of go past it. But a couple questions. Yep. And I um, have been a season ticket holder since day one, but didn't really follow hockey at all until I bought season tickets even before we were called the Golden Knights. So I really appreciate I want to start off by saying I appreciate your show. My routine when we're playing at home is always to hop in the car and listen to the post game and um, – I get a lot from your show, the callers, and over the years, I go to almost every game, and then at home, I've just gotten to that routine, so um, really appreciate that uh, for the past seven seasons, but Thank first you. of all, my, my first question is, uh, with LT coming in in the last period, mm -hmm. how do they... Uh, award that win does that go to Aiden Hill yeah it goes to Aiden Hill um, generally speaking there, there needs to be like a significant event in terms of like the scoring of the game so you know even though Logan Thompson gives up a goal it doesn't it doesn't put uh, the game into the balance in, in terms of the Vancouver Canucks ability to win it so the game has to be undetermined or 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 something to that effect so if if Logan would have come in at four to three Vegas and the Vancouver Canucks would have tied the game at 4-4, then at that point, Logan becomes the goaltender of record. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. I think it's good that he was in it to win it at the end, uh, especially as well as he's played for the most part during the streak where he wasn't winning, so I love to see that. I, I, I heard you saying right at the end um, of being on hold, I got to listen to some of the show there, and you were talking about the mix-up lines. One of my comments was how cool it was to see Barbie and Eichel find some almost instant chemistry again. I know they played together before, but um, so my second question really is, you know, as I've heard many times from uh, different commentators that our team, and I'm sure it's probably across the board with most teams, tend to play up or play down to whoever it is they're playing that night. And obviously tonight, our guys just worked harder than I've seen them work in a long time. Our forwards really doing everything to make Vancouver miserable, and we certainly love every minute of that. But 
is that pretty common throughout the league that, let's say, a team that's like us right now in first place just has the, just it's just such a long season that they just relax on those lighter nights and it's more of a common thing that teams are going to play down on a regular basis because it seems like we've been doing that a lot over the years. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's an interesting question and I, I don't, like it's tough through this stretch because I, I don't look at, like take the game in Washington. I don't think the Golden Knights played down to the Washington Capitals. I think they created a lot of really good looks and just couldn't bury one. Full full tip of the cap to, to Charlie Lindgren. Uh, you know, you look at the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, I thought the Golden Knights played well enough to win that game. They had their looks. They had their chances. Uh, Carter Hart made more saves in that game. That's just kind of what happened in that game. Um, you know, the Arizona Coyotes, I, I'd even give them full marks too. Like, you know, Connor Ingram came in. He, he got a shutout. He was full marks, full value for for his performance. Um, and, it you know, there really wasn't anything going on in those games. Um, you know, I to a degree, I think that it's going to be a more natural thing that happens this year because you're coming off of winning a Stanley Cup. You're you're understanding what it takes to kind of pace yourself through an 82-game season so that you're ready to go and you are finding your game at the right time of the year. If you remember, the Golden Knights were, were on a four-game losing streak going into the bye week last season, mm-hmm. and then they come out of it, and they were absolutely on fire and found their game down the stretch. So I think that there are going to be pockets of inconsistency is maybe the better way to put it over the course of the first half or so of the year. And then I would imagine that as you get closer and closer to the playoffs, then it's about ramping things up. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter if they're less less than you in the, in the standings or ahead of you in the standings. You're trying to get your game ready to go for the playoffs. And, and as Bruce Cassie kind of mentioned tonight, this was a game where you focused on you and the Golden Knights wanted to put their best effort on the ice. And I think more often than not, as you ramp up to the playoffs, that's when you really get a team hitting their stride. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt that. I had friends and stuff, and of course we see on social media people, I think, overreact uh, when we lose to uh, Arizona or mm. a team that clearly we should be beating. Um, and I've heard it said uh you know, are we in a slump or is this just a, a scoring drought? And and I would see that we'd only have one goal. Or yeah. uh, you know, it was it was it didn't feel. I felt like goaltending was there. Felt like defense was there. Felt like it was just a matter of time until tonight happened. And so it was yeah. really awesome to see that. Yeah. So thanks for your, thanks for your insight and thanks for your show. I really don't call in, but I appreciate listening to you almost every time. All right, great stuff there, Chris. Thanks so much for the call. Please make sure you do that more often. Give us a call anytime. Um, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. Be back with more on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show. Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 4-1. Vegas 15-5-4, 34 points on the year. Tops in the National Hockey League and the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. 
And for the Golden Knights, it's been uh, a real slog through the month of November. But uh, more often than not, the, the Golden Knights have been able to accumulate points. Even when they haven't had their best game, even when they haven't been able to score, they've still compiled points over and over and over again. And through the first 24 games of the year, they've got points in 19 of 24 games. You will take that all day long, especially for a defending Stanley Cup champion. So now you get to quick reset Saturday, 7 o'clock at home against the Washington Capitals. That one should be a big one for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your postgame show. Not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.